in uh, King James, and we'll, then we'll read it a little bit in the message. Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the King James says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Say living sacrifice. Come on, say it again, living sacrifice. What does it say? Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right, let's, let's read this a little in the Message Bible. We're going, to be, we're going to be dealing with this one verse for maybe like three weeks. This one verse for three weeks. Um, in the Message Bible, this is what it says. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Hmm. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Now we can just stop right there and just be like, wait a minute, Lord Jesus. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Question is, would he receive it? We'll leave that for another day. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit, fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Readily recognize what he wants from you. Most people don't know what God wants from them. That's why there's a conflict in their walk with him. Most people honestly don't know what God wants. God, what do you want from me? You really don't know what he wants. And because you don't know what he wants, there's conflict in your walk with him because you want something and he wants something and what both of you want is totally different. Where it says readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Quickly. We'll deal with all this in a few weeks. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. This is some good stuff. God brings the best out of you. Develops well-formed and he develops well-formed maturity in you. So tonight, let's let's start this uh, this this. Uh, just Jesus series, uh, um, and in this 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 uh, part of this series, let's talk about a work in progress. Say, I am a work in progress. Come on, say it again. I'm a work in progress. This is not like you know when people say after they didn't cuss you out, be patient with me. God ain't through with me yet. I ain't what I ought to be. I ain't what I used to be. You know, like I said, but I, but I ain't what I ought to be. You know, like I just come on. This is a different work in progress. This is God constantly changing you to make you to look like what he wants you to look like in every area of your life. Amen. Say, I'm a work in progress. Come on, say it again. You might not even believe it, but by the time we finish with this, you will be. <laughs> say it by faith. Say, I'm a work in progress. There was a purpose for uh, and behind uh, Jesus coming to the earth. 
His purpose, main purpose was the transformation of every human being. The transformation of people. Say transformation. 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 Trans is a prefix that means on the other side of. On the other side of. Formation means taking shape or being arranged. So let's, let's go through a few definitions of transformation. Transformation is God taking you from one side of living and thinking, carnal living and thinking, to the other side of living and thinking, spiritual. God taking you from one side of living and thinking, the carnal side, to the other side of living and thinking, the spiritual side. All right? To, to transform means to reshape, to reshape or to rearrange. To, tr to, to transform means to reshape or to rearrange. And in this case, we're talking about him rearranging and reshaping your life and your mind. Say, my life and my mind. Let me give you another one. Transform is, it also means to change in mind, change in character, and to change in heart. To change in mind, character, and heart. It means to swap or switch from one thing to another. So all of this, I'm going to be talking, I'm going to give you the same definition for three weeks. Every Sunday and Tuesday. So don't worry, if you didn't catch it, you will just keep it blank, you'll catch it. We'll go look at it on Facebook or we'll get the, get the download, all right? Um, the more you get transformed, the more you start seeing transformation in your life is the more that you start to gain the ability to live beyond the limits of life. I'm going to say it again. The more you get transformed is the more that you start to gain the ability to live beyond the limits of life. A lot of us are limited not because the devil is limiting us. We're limited because our mind has not been transformed yet. So everything you see, you see it as an impossibility. Everything is rough. Everybody's against you. These are signs that your mind has not been renewed yet and you have not been transformed completely. So transformation is not just about some, some, some noticeable change outwardly in behavior. Look, I don't do this no more. Anybody, and we, we've, we've talked about this in the past, that's just, in a lot of cases, behavior modification. I'm holding myself back from doing something I really want to do. That's not transformation. That is behavior modification. That is you, hold, you, are, you are holding you back from doing something that you want to do. But, watch, why, now why is it something you want to do? Because somewhere in you there's something broken that desires to do this or say this or act like this. And if you, if you just hold back and don't say and don't do and don't act, you just, it, all that is is behavior modification. That's not transformation. Transformation is God doing a work on the inside of you until what you wanted to do, you don't want to do no more. I'm in the same circumstance. It's late. We're looking at each other, but I don't, I, I don't want to fall short. Y'all quiet. You've gotten under my skin, under my last nerves, but I refuse to use anything but godly words right now. It's, it's not, watch this, it's not that I have to bite my tongue. It's that there's nothing in me that wants to go that route any longer. This is what transformation looks like. 
and the church has been so bent on behavior modification. Don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. That the more that the more you think I can't, I, I shouldn't do it, is the more you do it. Yeah. Please say it, man. Y'all gonna be like, no. Think about it. Think about think about how, how you are with your children. Don't go in. I got some gifts in that room. Don't go in that closet. Don't touch those gifts. You know what they're gonna do when you leave and go to the store? Tell me when mommy's coming. Okay, how scared of you they are. There's something about the interest that's peaked when there's something that you can't have. Y'all real quiet tonight. Something that you, sh- you know you shouldn't do. And it's only a matter of time before you test the limits to see how far you can get as close to doing it without doing it or just jump into doing it and saying God will deal with me. His grace is, co- His grace is sufficient. We real quiet tonight, okay. Transformation is not about some noticeable change because most people, because, they, because they, they operate out of behavior modification, they call that holiness. Behavior modification is not holiness. Holiness is when God takes the desire out of you for it. That's true. Holiness is not wearing a dress, sisters, down past your toenails. Wearing a, a, wool, a wool dress every Sunday. It's going to be hot. Brothers, it's not about having on a, a three-piece suit and a hat tilted sideways. That's not holiness. Holiness is when God transforms you from the inside out, so much so that the desires you had, you no longer have. You ever hear people say, I looked at my hands, my hands look new, looked at my feet, you know, all the, th- the stuff I wanted to do, I don't want to do no more. They were right in the sense because what they were really trying to explain was, I've been transformed. Somebody say, I've been changed. So, so transformation is a total makeover on the inside that brings noticeable change, watch this, on the inside first. Change comes on the, most, most now let, let me say this, most people want you to know that they've changed because of something that you can see about them. Did you notice that I kept my cool? Did you, know, did, you, did you notice I didn't blink 20 times before I answered you? Did you, <laughs> did you notice, that, did you notice that, that, I, that I smiled before I spoke to you? I normally would have just went, did you, did you notice that, I, that I'm keeping it together? What most people want to do is they, they want to show you the noticeable change on the outside without having any change on the inside. Transformation is, transformation happens before you get into trial you start to realize the things within me are shifting. Something's happening to my thinking. Something's happening. Now, now maybe y'all don't do this, but I do things like this. Have you ever played out a situation in your mind, and in your mind you cut somebody or you said something wrong, you sinned? Maybe not. Maybe I'm the only one. (laughs) Y'all looking like... In my mind, I played through a conversation. If they say this, I'm going to say this. If they say this, I'm going to say this. And, I, and you ain't going to be able to tell me nothing. And, and I played that out of my mind and then got in the conversation and was on 10 and they was only on one. And I looked stupid all because something was happening in my mind. An unrenewed mind will cause you, watch this, to become aggressive when you don't have to be. 
An unrenewed mind will cause you to be defensive when you don't have to be. An unrenewed mind will, will make you be a person who thinks everybody's against you when everybody really loves you. And we have too many Christians who are in the church, who speak in tongues, who come to church, who work in ministry with unrenewed minds and they haven't been transformed. The, the closer you get to Jesus is the closer you get to transformation. All right. Uh, so watch this. Before anybody, before anybody ever sees a change in your behavior, you should understand that there's been a change in your mindset. I'm going to say it again. Before anybody ever sees a change in your behavior, you should realize and understand there's a change in your mindset. By the time people recognize that there's a change in you, you would have already had known you've been changed for weeks. That's how you know the difference between someone who's acting changed and somebody who really is changed. Because the more I change, I don't need a pat on the back and somebody to recognize I'm changing because my change was not for you. My change was for God. One of the things that causes people to, 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 to delve into transformation is the affirmation that heaven gives you. The doors that open up to you in the kingdom because things are changing within you. All right? So, so Satan, Satan's job is, is this. He, he, he wants to manipulate our hearts, our minds, by planting evil thoughts or, or wrong thoughts in our minds or causing thoughts that we have uh, uh, thought about for years come back up and entice us into places of sin, pride, rebellion, lust, come on, and all of those things. That's why the manner in which we think and we, and we reason and the thoughts that we allow to enter our minds are significant. The Apostle Paul writes this. I'm, I'm, just, I'm doing a little foundation work so that we know where we're going. It's, write this down, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. And the Apostle Paul write these words, he writes these words. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. For the pulling down, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, not the obedience of what you feel, not the obedience. Oh, okay, uh, so watch this. When your mind starts to become aligned. With human reasoning, human reasoning, when your mind is aligned with human reasoning, re reasoning, your focus is temporal. Yes. I'm going to say that again. When your mind is aligned with, with human reasoning, flesh reasoning, temporal reasoning, your focus is temporal and worldly. Yes. So, why, now watch. Why is it that you don't have much more of a sensitivity for the things of God? Like you have sensitivity. Some of y'all, you don't even need an alarm clock because your, 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 your body responds to money. Six o'clock, got to get up for work. You up. You've trained your mind to get up because you got to make money. But when the Holy Spirit starts nudging you to pray, do y'all see where I'm going? 
when he doesn't nudge you, but you, but you know you ought to. What happens is, you can always tell where your mind is by what you give into. What do you, whatever you give into is a place where your mind has not learned to have a defensive level against. How does your mind get trained to have a defensive level against an area of sin or weakness? By the word of God. So when your mind is aligned with human, with human reasoning, the things that you focus on are worldly. You spend more time on your phone than you do in your Bible. Worldly. <laughs> you spend more time talking, talking than you do praying. And I'm not saying you have to spend 85 hours praying. But where's the balance? Bible says, the Bible says that it talks about don't be so, so heavily minded, you know, earthly good. But a lot of us are so earthly good, we're, no heavily, we're not heavily minded at all. Okay, I'll leave you alone. I'll leave you alone. And when your mind is aligned with human reasoning, the impossible remains impossible. It's never something that you can see yourself stepping into or becoming when your mind has been aligned with human reasoning. So why can't you lay hands on the sick and they recover? Because we go straight to what we've done. We go straight to, I tried this before, it didn't work. We go straight to an issue rather than staying in faith. It's hard to stay in faith when your mind has been engaged with worldly things only. You can never see yourself doing anything supernatural for the kingdom of God. Laying hands on the sick, prophesying, interpreting tongues, raising the dead. We can't see ourselves doing any, we, we relegate that to somebody else that we believe is more spiritual. When he says, in my name, to disciples, you will cast out devils. You will lay hands on this. Come on, please say amen. He didn't relegate that to pastors. That's for kingdom. That's, that's for people in the kingdom. All of us in the room. That's for us. Somebody said that's for me. So, so watch this. The original intent for the mind, if we don't understand what God's original intent for the mind is, then, then we won't understand transformation. We won't understand it. In God's plan, we were created to believe and think and act like he does. That's, somebody said, that's God's plan. God's plan when he saved you was not for you to get saved and sit back and say, Lord, do it. He saved you, then he says, I want you to think and act and believe and be just like me in the earth. Humanity's... Uh, Am I boring, y'all? Humanity's original mind was a reflection of God's pure and complete power. And, the, and Adam and Eve, if, if you look at, at how Adam and Eve operated, they worked, especially um, Adam, worked in conjunction with God's supernatural power. So everything that Adam and Eve did was geared towards manifesting God's will on earth as it was in heaven. 
Everything that Adam and Eve did, he was naming animals and nobody taught him how to name them. Why? Because he was operating from a renewed mindset and he knew all things. Why? Because God knew all things. Now we need a smartphone. <laughs> so what happened? Adam and Eve were contaminated by sin. When they were contaminated by sin, part of, the, of, of that death that came upon the human race was the mind that was connected to God was pulled back. Now watch. Their, before this, they had, their thoughts were filled with the revelation knowledge of God. They knew all things. They were able to do, they were able to do uh, miraculous things. But after they sinned, after, after they messed up, after, that, after Satan came in and they gave over, they lost what God gave them. And, and from then on, all of us lost it. So, question is, is it possible to, have, to get that mind back again? Yes. As our minds are transformed, say this word, constantly. So, say this, Lord, transform my mind. When, when Adam and Eve sinned, they, they, their rebellion, their rebellion, their rebellion, their rebellion stripped them of their godlike mindset. Their rebellion stripped them of their godlike mindset. Their spirits were disconnected from the supernatural realm. And their minds, as a consequence, became confined to a natural realm. Their minds, at that point of sin, their minds were reduced to a state of limitation and sub subjected to impossibilities. And everybody who's been born in sin and shaping in iniquity from then on, the mindset has been limited. From that time until now, the natural world has become our primary reality. So the things that we pay attention to is what we can see. We pay attention more to what people say. Pay more attention to how we feel. All because the mind has not been renewed because we lost that because of Adam and Eve. This is why the Bible says you have to get your mind renewed so that you can understand what the will of God is in every situation and in the earth. This is good stuff. Your mind has to be renewed because if your mind doesn't get renewed, you're going to be subjected to living by feelings and emotions. And the devil fights you through feeling and emotion, through mindset. Come on, talk to me. He fights you by how you feel. You don't feel like praying? Well, tomorrow's another day, but you can miss a door. You, oh, I feel something coming. You can miss a season that God has for you all because you operated by how you felt. When people don't like you and they talk about you, you curl up in the little ball or you're cussing out one or the other, you miss God because that was only meant to get you in prayer. It was only meant to get you to heal God. You had to get people to leave your life. You had to get people to run away from you. People had to offend you. Your mom and daddy may not have been there for you, but that's why the words are, when your mother and father forsake you, the Lord lifts you up. Why? Because he wanted to be a mama to you. Come on here. All right, all right. Lord, help me tonight. Watch. So, so all of that leads up to Jesus coming. 
died on the cross. And when Jesus came, his finished work on the cross brought a full restoration. Say full restoration. It brought a full restoration to us so that we could have our minds restored not to an earthly realm or an earthly way of living, but to a spiritual realm. Uh, so that, watch this, God's purpose can be carried out on the earth. Say, God's purpose has to be carried out here. And listen, he has to use us to do it. He's not going to come down. And he, he, he came, Jesus came already. But when Jesus said, it is finished, that means healing was accomplished. All healing. That means financial debt and financial hardship was taken care of. That means everything that Satan could use to pull you outside of the kingdom, Jesus, when he died on the cross, restored all of it back to us. But he says the only way you can get it now is your mind, you have to be, you can't be conformed to this world. You can't get something that is spiritual by living earthly. <laughs> you can't, you know, come on here. You can't be used by God on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Come on. And, on Tuesdays and Sundays and Monday, Thursday and Wednesday, you want to act like the devil because you become double-minded and unstable in all of your ways. So when you, when, when you have, a, when the compassion rises up, the power don't come. So we have a whole lot of people in the church who are full of compassion. My heart bleeds for them while they're going through it. God don't want you to cry over it. He wants you to change it. Help me, Lord. Help me. He don't want you to cry over somebody's condition. He wants you to go in and say, it's going to change by tomorrow this time. That's the kind of, see, this is the mindset that he's trying to get us to have. We feel like if we have compassion, we're like Jesus. You only got half of them. He had compassion on them and then he healed them. Okay. <laughs> Lord Jesus. So, 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 so say, say this. Renewal of the mind is necessary for every believer. Renewal of the mind is necessary for every believer. And not just once. Not just once, continually. Transformation has to, has to take place on an ongoing basis. Now think about this. Think about this and I'm going to pick up the pace. When our minds begin to transform, we no longer live in terms of limitations. The more your mind transforms, you no longer live in terms of limitations. You start to believe God for stuff that's out of your league. You start to say, oh, no, 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 no. God can heal that. Oh, no, you don't have to live. I don't care how deformed your bones are. Ah, God can heal that. You start to see through a different set of lenses. Now, I know for some of you this bores you because you've been so used to living carnal. It bores you if all you after is sci-fi, X-Men, movies. Eating, playing on the weekends, Netflix, shopping at the mall. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. 
Carnal thinking is the number one thing that Satan loves for believers to have. Because carnal thinking robs you of being able to do what Jesus said you ought to be able to do. Carnal thinking desensitizes us from all things spiritual. Okay, you don't believe me? If we were playing, what's, what's, the, what's one of the hottest movies out right now? Somebody just throw something at me. Huh? Queen and Slim. If we were playing Queen and Slim tonight, we would and turn the lights down. Nobody would go to sleep. I'm getting tired of you. And, and if you try to go to sleep, somebody would be like, hey, wake up. They'd be upset that you're missing a good movie. You want to know why? Because we have been we have been desensitized to all things spiritual. But now, but now, if, if I would say, hey, Brother Nils is going to play some strings, play some, just play some, some, something like he gonna he's going to play these strings, and we're going to have silent reading of the Bible tonight for a half an hour. Oh, my Jesus, the snores we would hear. People take out their pens and start doodling, start reading, scrolling Facebook. You would not be interested, and y'all laughing because you know I'm telling the truth. There would not be a full interest in silent reading of the Bible. Although you can be silent and eat popcorn and watch a movie. Now please say amen because y'all know I'm telling y'all the full truth. How many hours do, now, now I'm coming out all the blocks. How many hours do we give to Facebook without even getting up for a bathroom break? Or you take it in the bathroom with you. Like, hold up. We have been, now honestly, can y'all see that how desensitized we've been to spiritual matters, the spiritual things? Because when it comes to spiritual stuff, if it's not exciting you, you're out emotionally, you're out mentally, you're out, I can't do this. Come on, bitch, come on, pick up this pace, because come on, I'm, I'm tired, I had a long day, I had a rough day, I've been doing a whole lot, so I'm tired, we're going to get to lasagna. Think about that. When you, now think about what I said. When your mind begins to be transformed, limitations stop being limitations. So the question tonight I'm asking, y'all know how to is ask your questions. Where have you been limited? Where is it that you can go, but you can't go past that point? I'm doing okay on my money. I'm a thousandaire, but God wants you to be a hundred thousandaire. So, so where's the limit? I got a business, but you only got 20 clients. God wants you to have 200, 2,000 clients. Where's the limit? I walked by somebody yesterday on the bus and the guy was crying because he had a headache and I just walked by, Lord, heal him. No, the limit is you don't think that if you stop and say, can I pray with you, that he's going to get healed. So there's a limit here. There's a limitation because your mind has not been transformed. But the more your mind starts to be transformed, the less you start seeing limits. But this means, remember what I said transformation is, moving from one side to another. That means that your mind has been telling you that the things of God are boring. I, this is why most people say, I, you know, I'm going to give into that God stuff when I get older. He wants you in your youth. 
you in your youth? And I know people, I, I gave up my whole youth for, for, for God and church. I couldn't do nothing. You was, that was your fault. That's your fault. I gave up my whole entire life to serve God. No, he don't want you to, he wants you to give up the side of your life that's crazy. He don't want you to, oh Lord Jesus. He wants you to give up the side of your life that leads you into sin and shame. So watch this. An unrenewed mind says, in order to have a good weekend, I got to drink. Oh, Lord. It ain't fun unless we take a couple of shots. Why does it have to be fun to be inebriated, out of character, because you can't get there unless you take some kind of spirit. Because your spirit is wounded. So you have to take another spirit to help you to get past your wounds to be somebody that you're not. And, and watch this. An unrenewed mind calls that fun. And you don't know where the ending of that is, so it may lead to drunkenness, which leads you to vomiting and being crazy feeling, room spinning, doing stuff that you don't even remember. And then we call that fun. I'll leave y'all alone. Y'all ain't coming to them Tuesday night. Y'all like, Lord. Say there's no more limitations. A lot of us have been limited not because the devil has limited us. You're limited because your mind hasn't been renewed. So you stopped. You stopped pushing. You stopped working on your business. You accepted that you only had four clients. You accepted that this is where you have to live because it's the only amount of money you make and it's all you could ever get. The, those are limitations because your mind is stuck. Now let that sink in for a second. Let it sink in for a second. When your mind is stuck, you out of worldly influence make your own limitation. You box yourself in. Because I'm only in the $28,000 percentile. And this is what the world says I'm able to do when I make $28,000 a year. And to take your foot out of the $28,000 percentile, I don't want to lie. Y'all quiet. This is, all I, this is all I'm worth. This is all I got. And to take your foot out of a 28,000 percentile and to operate as if you're in the $250,000 percentile is foreign. It's foreign. Because we think, got to wash my clothes on Friday. I need this $12. Y'all quiet unrenewed mindsets it is funny but it's true unrenewed mindsets keep us 
being self-limited. And, and once you limit yourself, the enemy just works with you. He has not been able to limit you because he doesn't have the power to limit you. He's working with what you have called a limitation because your mind has been on renew. So you walk by somebody and you feel the tug to pray for them, but you don't do it. And the devil enforces that part of you that says, I can't do it. You want to know what he says? Yeah, if you were to pray for me, ain't nothing, nothing might have happened. Yeah, nothing might have happened. If I, and you go and mimicking what he's saying. So you know what happens the next time? You don't even get to talk no more because you've already shut it down by limiting yourself. And here we are in the world and of the world talking about we got power. We need a transformation. I, I feel something. We, God has to do a work on our minds as we end this year out. You can't go into next year acting the same way you've acted this year. You can't go, you come on here. You can't be a part of a church and be inactive. Please say amen to me. What that what you're showing is that is not what you this is what you're showing. I'm limited. So the enemy doesn't have to make up a new fight for you. He just has to reinforce where you told him that you can't go past. And you know what we do? We work harder in the flesh to make up for our limitations that we've imposed on ourselves and the devil has reinforced like if I work more hours I'll be able to get I'll be able to break out of this no because you can have more money but still be in jail <laughs> you can have more you can have more money but if you if you're still limited you'll just you'll just be you'll just you'll just have you you'll be in the 40,000 percentile Financially, but in your mind, you're still in the 10,000 percentile. You're afraid to sow. You're afraid to give. You're holding on to money like it's your life. You got no friends. Because the Bible said, if you want friends, you have to first show yourself friendly. So you sit in the corner, but you judge everybody. They might talk to me. Because we're scared of you. In the corner looking like you're about to you're about to snap on somebody. Only thing missing is foam. Do y'all get what I'm saying? Natural imposed limitation. All right. So this is why Jesus took his disciples away from their comfortable surroundings. He took them away from what they saw as their life. Watch this. The places where they were facing limitations, he had to get them and said, follow me out of that into something different. Now, now, now watch this. He had to get their eyes to see, everybody say this, something new. Something new. He had to get their eyes to see something new. He had to teach them beyond what they could see. Now, now, in this day and time, Jesus isn't coming down, walking the earth, talking about, follow me. Right. But when you got saved, when you joined the church, you got saved, that was you saying, I'm going to follow. Right? I'm going to follow. Now, now, this is the issue. 
you're following, but you're blinding yourself so you can't see nothing new. So, so, so you're saved, but your saved life looks like your world life. You got all the same inhibitions, got all the same vulnerabilities, got all the same comfort zone levels. Everything is exactly the same as it was in the world. You're just, you're just in Christ, but you haven't yet become the new creature. How can that be? How can that be? How can that be that I came, gave my heart to Jesus, went further, got baptized, went further, got filled with his spirit, went further, working in ministry, doing all of this, but I still got the same stuff happening on the inside in God as I had in the world. I'll fight you just like I did in the world. I spoke in tongues this morning, but I slapped you in your mouth. Come on, y'all don't like me, because this is real stuff. This is real stuff. You speak in tongues, but don't push me. Don't push me. And I mean what I say. Don't push me. My question is, my question is, why is your spiritual life mirroring your ex-past worldly life? If anybody from your past came to church and mirrored you and shadowed you for a month, could they see that there's something different about you other than tongues? Shikapataya. We don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear, hear shukabukuti. I don't want to hear that. Kutabukuti, get the, no, that's cute. It's real cute. But where's the change? Where's the transformation? Where is the new mindset which produces the new actions? Most of us don't have that. Not in all the areas of our lives. So what we do is we hide the stuff that the areas we aren't transformed in behind the areas we are. I'm going to stay away from certain areas because y'all don't want that me to come out. And we hide behind that rather than saying, God, remember the honesty factor. He, would, he desires truth on the inward part. Lord, I need, I need to be transformed in the area of my emotions because this is what happened to me. And I'm defensive because of this. And if we don't do that, we will just be marking time in the spirit, not seeing any change. All right, all right. Um, so, 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 so Jesus, Jesus had to teach, teach these disciples beyond what they could see. So he did things like he spoke to fig trees, commanded them to produce, to produce, don't produce no more fruit. He, 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 he watched, they, they, they watched him. He prayed for people to open blinded eyes. He raised people from the dead, stopped the, stopped the funeral procession, touched, touched the beer, and told the boy, come on up out of there. And, the, and while they're carrying the casket to the grave, Jesus says, come up out of there. And the boy starts knocking on, gets up, and, and the mama's, oh, God, right? 
He, he did all, he, crippled people healed. Jesus did all of these things. Watch this. He delivered people that had multiple demons, hundreds of demons, thousands of demons. He did all this stuff in front of the disciples. Why was he doing this? Two reasons that we'll end with this. Not to show the world how much power he had, like a lot of us would do. Don't mess with me. I got power. Right. He, he did this for two reasons. Why did he show his disciples all this stuff? Why did, he, why did he introduce them to all this new stuff? You think up until now they saw anybody's blind eyes being opened? They, they ain't see nobody come up out of no, out of no, out of no funeral home talking about, look what Jesus did. <laughs> the first time that would happen to me, I'd be like, ah, hi, soprano. You want to know why? Because it's unusual. Now watch. Why did he do that? All right. First reason why he, he did all this and showed them all this was because he had to show them the way the kingdom operated. He had to show them how the kingdom operated. If you want to operate a certain way, you have to, you have to come under the way something is operating. So I'll give you an example of this. Um, um, I, I work for UPS, so I'm at UPS, and um, um, I, I went in there. I could drive anything. I could drive a truck, drive a stick. I could drive anything, right? Now, now, now you, you, he said, what? Stick shift, Connor. <laughs> Manual transmission, Connor. <laughs> right? So, so I could do all of this, but when I went there, you know what they told me? We don't care what you know how to drive. So what, what, have, what, have, what do you know how to drive? I know how to drive this, this, that. We work, we work with Amazon. That's cute, but we don't want to know nothing about that. This is what I want you to do. Let's go outside. Get in the car. And the man said, I'm going to train you how to drive like a UPS driver. He didn't care that I'm a bishop and I spoke in tongues. He didn't, care. he didn't care about, I've been driving since I was nine years old. I stole my aunt's car, learned how to drive in, in Alabama. He didn't want to know that. He didn't want to know I got my license at 16. He didn't want to know that. I'm 44 now. I've been driving here. I got years behind this. He didn't want to know that. He don't care about that. He, don't, he didn't care about none of that. You want to know why? Because there is a way that the kingdom of UPS operates. And it don't matter what I, where I came from. Amazon. They don't care about where you came from. All he's worried about is we have to train you how to operate the way this house does it. And some of y'all get upset. We're like, listen, that's beautiful. You're doing this committee, but we want you to do amen. Why? I got to jump to so many youths. Because the last 40 people before you didn't do it, and now we got a mess. The last 85 people behind you left a mess and you're inheriting a mess because nobody wanted to follow the way the kingdom operates in this house. So you know what he told me? He said, and I told him, I said, I said, oh, I, I know how to do most of the stuff you're doing. I watch the drivers. I belong. He said, no, no, I don't care what you saw. Shut me all the way down. He said, what do you do for a living? I said, I'm a pastor. I'm a bishop. I'm a bishop. I'm a Lord church. I pastor. I got, you know, pastor underneath me. I don't, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice, but you know, we're talking about driving now. He says, so, get in the car, I'm driving, I'm backing up, no, 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 he stopped me instantly. What did you do wrong? I said, I'm backing out. You told me to back out, I'm backing out. No, 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 what did you do wrong? 
The UPS system is, first you look both ways, left, right, and then left again. Then when you're backing up, you look behind you, look behind you, then you blow the horn three times. Because somebody could be walking behind you, and we've had deaths. Where people have walked behind trucks, and they didn't know the truck was backing up. So I'm like, this don't make no sense. <laughs> Just let me back. I got a, I, when I hit reverse on my truck, there is a, a camera. Right. And if somebody behind me, they can see me. Yeah. That's my shortcut. Right. <laughs> and you know what he said to me? Your shortcut doesn't work for us. And if you want to work for us, you got, you, there is no shortcuts. Right. Take your time. Yeah. You know what I learned? You know, you want to know what I learned when, when, when I started training at UPS? When I learned, I mean, I'm, I'm there now working out. You know, you know what I learned? You know what I learned? Say, ask what I learned. You know what I learned? I learned that when people have been telling us that we're crazy, we really haven't been crazy. This what I'm, is what I'm learning. I'm learning we really ain't crazy because there are people who are worse than us. But for the right reasons. And he said one, I'm going to get to this, and I got one more point. He said this to, he said to me, he said, we have a way we do things so that we can stop accidents, deaths, and if you do it our way, we can be, we can be fine with letting you go out on your own once you learn our system. He said, but if you don't learn the system, I have to drive with you every day until I know you know it. I said, well, teach me everything about the system because I don't want nobody driving with me. <laughs> teach me everything. Tell me what I got to do because I, I don't want you over my shoulder. I, you know, every once in a while I drive my knee. Pray for me. You know, <laughs> it's just habit. My kids be like, how you turn corners with your knees? I know it's been saved. Hello. Okay. I ran for the cops a couple of times, you know, had to do certain things, you know. Anyway, uh, now I'll leave that on there. Somebody need to hear that because now they see me now. I'm like, oh, look, he's saved. So watch. Jesus had to show them the way the kingdom operated. He had to show them what was acceptable and unacceptable in the kingdom. So sickness was unacceptable in the kingdom. And Jesus had to show them we have power over this because it's not acceptable in this kingdom. So the same way at your job, eating lunch is not acceptable until the time they've given you. If you eat lunch at 10 o'clock, it's not a lunch break. You can get fired. But if you eat lunch at 11.45 to 12.30, that's your, that's your designated time. That's acceptable. If you look at the kingdom of God, like just simple like that, you can see that every person in here, once you became a kingdom citizen, if there's anything that goes against the kingdom, God has given you power to deal with it. Ah, this is how, now just, in, in, if you think like that, a limitation breaks. I'm not looking at what the doctors have called this sickness. I'm looking at a sickness, and a sickness is a no-go in God's kingdom. Headache, cancer, diabetes, Come on, bladder infection, eye ache, finger ache, toe ache, whatever it is. Bad nerves. If it, if it falls under the category of sickness, 
disease, mental disturbance in any way as a part of the See, it is why you got to get in your Bible because Jesus was teaching them this ain't acceptable in the kingdom. So this is, and then he showed them this is how we deal with it in the kingdom. Yes. What was he doing? He was, he was transforming their mind by causing them to see him in action doing something that they've never done before. So watch this. He was showing them how the kingdom operates. Second reason why Jesus did the miracles and taught the disciples the way he did was, watch this, to get them to see that operating in the supernatural is natural. I say that operating in the supernatural is natural to kingdom citizens whose minds are renewed. If your mind's not renewed, that's not going to be natural for you. He wanted them to see, I'm just trying to just, just, just get this in y'all. He wanted them to see that limitations on earth are to be broken when you're a kingdom citizen. I, I, if I could just get y'all to leave with that tonight, the limitations that I've been seeing as limitations are only limitations because I've made them limitations. They don't have to be a limitation ending this year. So, so last week, what we said, we said last week, in a broken system, truth-telling feels like death. You remember that? Because, uh, but it's the only chance of gaining new life. It's the only chance of gaining new life if you can get your system changed. We said a system was a structure or way or method, right? So watch this. The way our system changes is, the way our system changes is by getting a new mindset. Our mind... Our mindsets guides every action we take. You don't, you, and, and a lot of us don't even think, think that, but everything that you do starts with a mindset. Yes. Starts with a thought. Yes. Oh, I wonder if I'm going to get this, this lasagna. I wonder if I'm going to buy this tonight. I got, I got the money. In it. You, just, you work through it in your mind. Even if you, even if you just said, I'm going to get it. You didn't have to go through a long process because you thought, you already knew, I have the money and I'm hungry. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, 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 you don't have to do all of that. Right. I'm hungry, I got the money, I'm, I'm getting it. Right. In other instances, you have to go through a process of thinking. Right. Yeah. I'm tired of living here. Amen. Don't want to be here no more. I'm going to start packing my faith. I don't have any money, but I'm packing my faith. Yeah. You, you, made the, you made the choice to start packing by faith with no money because you were tired of surroundings. But you didn't just wake up and start packing. Good morning. If anybody's doing that, come get prayer tonight. You, know, you didn't just wake up and be like, I'm going to fill up my gas. You just wake up and just like go outside with your, with your, with your night clothes on, just go fill up the gas tank. You don't do there's a There's a, amen? There's a process of thinking that goes behind it. Your system is going to change the more your mind gets renewed. So how, how do you handle fear? How do you, ha how do you handle disrupt, uh, being disrupted in your, in, your, in, your, in your thought life? How do you handle people opposing you? 
How do you handle low finances? How do you handle low self-esteem? How do you handle uh, your car is out of commission, but you got to go to work? How do, you hand, how do you handle boyfriend acting up? How do you handle, handle you acting up? How do you handle, I don't love my wife no more, but I, and I wish I had another one. How do you handle, I, my husband, he gets on my nerves. I just need somebody to just come slap him a couple of times. How do, you ha- how do you handle this? Now watch. The way most people have, the way you've handled it is based on your system. The way you, the way you have handled all of this stuff is by your system. Ain't nobody really going to come slap your husband, so what do you do? You shut down. car broken down so you start looking for rental cars you start asking people to help you get a ride you there's a way that you think about every, and you deal with everything your system your system is different than her system your system is different than his system everybody has a different way that we handle stuff and this is what most people say well what you should have done was this no because you can't tell me that because you don't I have a different system than you my structure is different the way I would have handled that is just I would have went out and bought a new car. First of all, where am I going to get $37,000 from? Because I don't want to rent no more. I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to be leasing. So my structure is different than yours. You would have went out and used all your credit up. Whereas I would have saved my money up and got on a bus. And looked foolish for a season. But then come out of that new new. Paid for in cash. Come on, talk to me. See, see everybody's system leads them to either an open door or another set of problems. Every person in this room's system, his system, your system, every person's system leads them either to another open door or to another set of problems. Depending on how you deal with stuff, how, how you deal with pressure can lead you to more stress. How you deal with relationships can lead you to being alone. So, so, what's the right way to deal with this? I don't have a right way for you. Because there's a way that seems right to man, but the end of that way is destruction. People come to me, what should I do? I say, pray! Seek God. If we can learn this, let me just close. If we can, if we can learn this, life's going to be better for us this year. Before you make I don't want to say it this way, Lord. Before you make a dumb decision, and what's a dumb decision? Only you know. Before, before you make a decision to do something, to say something, to act out something, to accept something, to walk away from something, before you do any of that, stop! And... Stop first. Just stop. Just stop. Before you post up your, your life and we see how crazy you really are on the internet. I, be, I pray for some of y'all in this church. I, I read some of y'all stuff. I'll be like, Lord, Lord. Lord, they belong to us. Lord Jesus, I'm going to pray. That's, that's, that's one of the image ones. That's the image, Lord. Father, I just, I just go into deep prayer for some of y'all. Y'all post up some of the most dumbest stuff and they post, reposting other people's dumbest dumb stuff. How, why, do you, why are you going to post somebody else's dumb comment? Like that's the gospel for your, for your wall. It was the most, it's the most baffling thing to me. I'm like, were they tired? Did they not read what they said? 
getting so cold, I'm going to have to slap somebody and go and, go and rob somebody's. Why would you put that up as a Christian? Y'all don't want to hear me. You'll be posting stuff that people are cussing in, talking about you saved. So on Sunday, you post it up, the Lord said. Then on today is the blankety, 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 and you're like, facts. 100, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. You're double-minded. I got to say that to y'all because y'all millennials, y'all double-minded. You are, you double-minded. How in the world one day it's Jesus, the next day it's cussing and, and off-world philosophies. Y'all don't like this. Y'all don't like this gospel. Off-world philosophy. Now, if the person was saying something that was right, you don't even fact check what they said. I'll leave y'all alone. It just shows, it, it just goes to show that the need to be relevant. The need to be relevant is so prevalent in this generation. That the best thing sometimes for you to do is to be hidden. I don't post every day. I don't post my life. Being overseas, laying in the bed, I ain't like, check us out. No. Why? Y'all get what I'm saying? Sometimes the best thing for people to know about you is nothing. Don't tell them what you're building. Just build. Don't tell me how many hours you've been praying. Just pray. I just heard the Lord say it 45 times in a row. Don't tell us that. Just hear him, hear him for you. Hear, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Now, I'm not saying don't post nothing God says because God will tell you to post stuff. I'm just saying. But what I am saying is this. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's for you and God. Other, every part of your life ain't for us. He's got a tooth pulled out. Look at my jaw. We don't need to know that your jaw is swollen. Go put some ice in it and lay down. Take a little, take a little Percocet and go to sleep. This, 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 this the, the, the bottom line of this is the mind, the mindset, the mindset of this generation has been so bombarded with junk. It's not just for young people, old people too. We have some old fools in this world who, who think they spitting wisdom and ain't saying nothing. Let me tell you something, young blood. You ain't saying nothing, pops. Just sit down somewhere and get the Holy Ghost. <laughs> sit down and get the Holy Ghost, pops. They ain't saying a word. Let me tell you something, young buck. If she act up, slap up, put in the room. What are you talking? And this is why you're alone. This is why you're sitting in here with me and I'm going back to my wife in another room. The, the mentality of this world is so filled with junk that every once in a while you have to learn how to pull away. You may not be 2,000 years ago Jesus telling you to follow me, but, but now the way, you, the way you remain a disciple is sometimes you got to pull away and follow. Yes. Shut down your social media. Yes. Ooh, that's like telling you to fast for 80 days with just water, with no water. Shut down your social media. Shut down your Instagram. Shut down your Facebook. Shut down your Twitter if you're still tweeting. Shut down all that stuff. And spend time with God and let him teach you and renew, renew, make over your mind. Stand to your feet. 
There is, there is sun, Sunday, Sunday we're going we're gonna to delve. I just had to do some foundation work tonight. Sunday we're going to delve into this because the Apostle Paul tells us how to, be, how to get our minds to be transformed. And y'all are going to be surprised at what I talk about on Sunday about how the Apostle Paul tells us to get our minds transformed. Because you think it's just, wait, wait till I tell you on Sunday what he says. Because we miss it. There's a way to get your mind transformed, but it feels like death. And I'm going to talk about that on Sunday. Sunday's going to be impactful. Don't miss Sunday. If you wake up with a sore throat, drink some tea and come and sit in the back, put a mask on. But get here. Sunday, I'm going to talk about how to transform. What does this process look like of transformation in your mind? What does it look like? Because possibilities will no longer be possibilities by December 31st. I said possibilities will no longer be possibilities by December 31st. A lot of us are gonna, we're gonna knock down the walls that we erected. Break down the walls that we, that we put up in our own pride, in our own arrogance. I got hurt so I don't want nobody else around me. No, 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 you got hurt because you may have been a jerk. Quiet. And even if somebody did it to you, don't you be the one that now becomes it to do it somebody else. For anything that you go through, God always desires to take you through a healing. There is a bomb in Gilead. God wants to heal you from everything that has wounded you and hurt you because a part of our reason for our limitations is because we've been hurt. Think about that. You've been hurt. If you were running up the, running up the steps and cracked, somebody cracked their ankle or broke their foot, they rarely ever run like that again. Not because they can't, but because they don't want to, they don't want to feel that pain again. If you were in a relationship and, and, and it went haywire and, and, and it, was, it was crazy, you're going to get another relationship, but you're not going to give all of yourself again. Because in giving all of yourself, you may end up back there. Hurt again. Well, the issue is change you. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Change you. Stop pointing the finger. Stop pointing and put your hand up. The Lord is me. Say this, I'm responsible for me. Responsible for me. Your mind is going to change in the next three weeks about everything that you now see. Some of you don't even realize you've limited yourself because you're looking at everything and that's become the norm for you. The house you're living in, that's not it. Car you're driving, that's not it. The level of power you have in the kingdom, that's not it. There's so much more that God wants to give you and he's going to give you, but your mind has to be renewed. Lift your hands up, we're gonna pray about it. Your mind's gonna be renewed because you're gonna see things differently starting tonight starting tonight in the name of Jesus I break that complacent spirit 
I come against that spirit of arrogance and complacency. We break it in the name of Jesus Christ. Come against that spirit of pride and arrogance. We break pride in Jesus' name. Tonight, Father, our eyes are on you. We need a transformation, not in our bodies, but in our mind. The way we view situations and view ourselves and view people, the way we view our trials, the way we view our finances, the way we view stressful situations, we need a transformation. We need you to work something out inside of us, God. God, tonight we open ourselves up to you. We become, we start the process tonight that over the next few weeks we're going to become fully vulnerable to your presence. Fully vulnerable so that we can get changed on the inside. Father, I pray over this house, I pray that we would get delivered first from people. I pray in this house that we get delivered from the thoughts and the mindsets of what people think about us that we will get delivered from, from our own way of thinking of how we think about ourselves our own pride and arrogance Lord let there be a healing let there be a deliverance that comes upon us because the only way we're going to get transformation is we got to be honest and real and tonight God I pray for every person in this house I pray for every person in this house who desires transformation but the enemy has fought them up until now and told them they'll never be more than this. They'll never have more than this. They'll never be able to step past this point. Father, with you, all things are possible. All things are possible. And tonight we come and take authority over every limitation, every limiting spirit. We break the power of every limiting spirit in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all pray with me. We break the power of every limiting spirit tonight. We break the power of every limiting spirit, every limitation in the mind. We break it in Jesus' name. Every limitation in our spiritual walk with you, God, we break it tonight. Lord, let there be a boldness that comes upon your people. Let the spirit of boldness begin to come upon us. Let the spirit of boldness begin to come upon us. Let the spirit of boldness for your word come upon us. Let the spirit of boldness, God, for proclaiming the gospel come upon us. Let the boldness for evangelism come upon us. In the name of Jesus, we speak now that every limitation be broken in the presence of God. Lift your hands up. Come on and just begin to thank him because he's breaking limitation tonight. Let us see things differently starting tonight. Open our eyes that we may see. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear you. We break every, every, every deaf and dumb spirit. We break it tonight in Jesus' name. We command for our ears to be open. Our tongues to be loose, even in prayer. The Lord's going to start to visit you in prayer. I heard him say, tell the people in this house, I'm going to start to visit them in prayer. His spirit and presence is going to start visiting us in prayer. And some of you get in prayer and all you can do is cry. All you can do is, is weep in prayer. God said, I'm going to move you past the weeping season in prayer. I'm going to loose your tongue, says the Lord in prayer. That as you begin to pray, I'm going to make your tongue the pit of a ready rider. And some of you haven't been praying because you say, I don't know how to pray. God said, I'll teach you how. I'm going to loose your tongue and I'm going to allow you to begin to speak and pray fluently, says the Lord. 
Glory to your name. The Lord is blanketing this house with a new level of boldness. He's blanketing this house with a new level of boldness. He's blanketing this house with a new level of faith. As transformation comes, you're going to find that you're stepping out of the boat more often. That you're stepping out and doing new things. You're going to see that you're stepping out and trusting God in ways you've never trusted Him before. But you're going to see God meets you at the point of your step out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you have been asking God, give me a sign. Let me know that you're with me in this. Let me know that this is you. God said you'll get the sign when you step out in faith. When you step out in faith and you start the process. Don't even have the business name yet, but I believe that we'll get a name together. Gonna incorporate by faith. He said, I'll meet, I'll meet you at the point of your step out. Lord, I want to go and pray for this person. They're sick. I want to pray and just a touch and agree with them. He said, I'll meet you when you step out. You're going to see God begin to do miracles, signs, and wonders through the hands of people in this church. We're going to see God use us in mighty ways. You're going to see, come on, look for the opportunity. Look for the opportunity to pray. Look for the opportunity to witness. Look for the opportunity to give the word of the Lord. Look for the opportunity. There's a world that needs to hear about Jesus. There's a world that needs to experience the power of God. And God's given his people another level of boldness. Lord, tonight open our eyes. Open our eyes. Let us see that we've been limited in certain areas of our life. But as we see the limitations, break the limitations. Break every limitation. Come on, command, command limitations to break. Command limitations in your life to break. Come on, command it tonight. In the name of Jesus. I command the limitation in my finances to break. Come on. In the name of Jesus, I command the limitation in my spirit, man, to break. I command the limitation in prayer to break. I can only go but so far, but I break that limitation. I'm going all the way in. Hey, I'm going all the way in in prayer. I break every limitation. Come on, come on, break the limitation. You, you can't get it if you don't speak it. And you speak because you have authority. Command limitations to be broken. Any place that you know you're limited at, command that limitation to be broken. Come on, command it to be broken. In the name of Jesus, we break limitations. We break limitations of doubt. We break limitations of fear. We support you. In the name of Jesus, we break every limitation. You're going to start to sense a new level of freedom come upon you. You're going to sense a new level of freedom come upon you. As limitations begin to break, you're going to sense the presence of God pushing you. And we thank you for it tonight. Now, if you believe that God's breaking limitations, if you believe that, that, that God's about to do some incredible things in your life this week and over the next three weeks, I want you to give God the best praise you got. Come on. I want you to praise Him over your mouth. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Limitations are breaking. Limitations are breaking. Lord, heal, heal emotional wounds over the next three weeks. I speak that emotional wounds will be healed over the next three weeks. 
emotional wounds from our childhood that are going to be healed. Emotional wounds from our parents are going to be healed. Emotional wounds from relationships are going to be healed. Emotional wounds be healed in Jesus' name. Emotional wounds be healed. And even this week, I keep hearing the Lord say, tell my people this week, I'm going to deal with abandonment issues this week. Abandonment issues this week. God's going to heal emotional abandonment issues this week. If you're getting prayer and start getting honest before God, God's going to heal abandonment issues. Some of you abandoned by family, abandoned by mother or father, abandoned in a relationship, abandoned in a marriage. God's going to heal that. He's going to heal it. Henry, bless him. We'll give him praise for him. In the name of Jesus, somebody clap your hands, give God praise. Come on. Hallelujah.